one. Oh, there it is, ladies and gents. Social media marketing, dude. I mean, if you are in business and you're not on social media, then you are completely missing out. But if you want to get on the bandwagon here and do it right, this episode's for you. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! All right, how would you be if you went through some childhood dramas, divorce, domestic violence, near-death experiences? Would you feel uncomfortable in your own skin? Would you feel insecure about sharing your story? Most probably would. And today's guest went through all that. And she says creating content saved her life. In fact, she used content creation to build multiple businesses and now teaches her clients to build their confidence and create their own content. If you want to learn how to monetize your content on social media, then this episode is for you. So let's get started. Let's talk social media marketing with the one, the only, Coach Rocky. I told you we was going to have some fun. Welcome to the program. Yes, I'm having fun. I'm over here like dancing and everything. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm talking about. Let's do this thing. All right. Uh, You went through some stuff. I mean, most people, when they get knocked down, they don't get back up. Uh, I heard I was reading. I was listening to a book the other day and they said there's three types of people. There's a type of people who get knocked down. They never get back up. There's a type Mm -hmm. of people who kind of get on their knees and kind of crawl till nobody's looking and then run in the opposite direction. And then there are a type of people like you that get up, forget that they even took a beating and then Learn from it and keep going. What drives you? You know, I I like to say the main thing that drives me is my faith. And I'm not sure who everybody believes in. I respect everybody's belief, but definitely faith pushes me to keep going. And then I'm a mom. You know, my daughter, she's she's my biggest motivation. And she watches me do every single thing. And she she sees me struggle. She sees me the blood, sweat, tears. But you're right. What she sees me do all the time is I'll fall down and I'll get right back up. So those are those are my two main motivations, my faith and family. That's good. That's good. Because there's we always need, I feel like, a little something. If there's nothing, if there's no vision or no end goal, nothing to push you forward, that's why you end up staying down, right? That's why you get you, exactly. you take that beat and, and you don't get back up. So having somebody or having something is vitally important. Um, let's, let's jump into this whole social media game, right? Okay. How did social media, how did content creation save your life? Man. So a couple of years ago, I, I I went through a really crazy time. I had a full GI shutdown. So my entire gastrointestinal system just shut down. Um, and I was in the hospital for like three months, literally in and out the hospital And this was during a time where COVID kind of picked back up in 2020 um, during the winter months. And I had no family, no friends in the hospital with me. It was just me Mm. and my phone and my iPad. 
And when I tell you I was on social media, I would scroll by people's posts or videos. This was also around the time, like reels, TikTok and everything. And it made me laugh. It made me happy. It also encouraged me to take this MBA that I have to now like use the marketing for my own businesses, like really get back into my own businesses and help them grow. But it really did save my life. I, you know, when you're in the hospital, people will come visit, they'll send flowers. Well, that wasn't happening for me. You know, I was by myself. So instead of getting down and feeling depressed, I just consumed more and more content. And I'm like, man, this really works for people. It helps them sell. I can Mm -hmm. do this too. So it really did push me and save me during that tough time. I'm curious, MBA, marketing, um, the college route versus actual content creation, putting your stuff out there. What's the biggest difference between what you learned in college and then the application of it and actually implementing it into real life? Yes, I did everything the right way, y'all. I went after high school. I went to college, went to more college, got a great job. And I was like, you know what? This is the, the American dream, right? I did everything right. But once I started my first business, what I learned in school was completely different. It's like, I I don't know if they're just teaching principles or if they're just teaching like theoretical everything. But once you have a business, you are literally learning right in the moment. You're in the thick of things. And so it's just really different. I think in college, one of the things that they probably should do, and hopefully somebody's listening, that's a college director or something. You should really get your students to run a business for maybe a month or even two months and really let them see what it's like because those hypothetical situations really don't prepare you for real life because it changes, especially social media changes just like that. So it's, it's a complete difference, but I I learned a lot. I'm in these streets now. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Once you start making content, this is one of those lessons that I learned early on. Well, late, I think, in the game, but early on in my content creation phase, right? About four years ago, a little about four and a half years ago, we started this podcast. And the idea was simple. I needed to create content. I was listening to Gary Vee at the time. He was like, if you got a business, you need to put out content. You should mm-hmm. probably have a podcast. That's an idea. So we started with this whole podcast space. And I'll be honest with you, coach. I didn't like the way I sounded. I didn't like the way I looked on camera. I was like not comfortable at all. We started with audio only. Then we kind of trickled in some video and then we started to do this thing live, like all these different phases as, as things progress. And now it's like second nature. I I don't have a problem hopping behind a mic. I don't have a problem being behind a camera. I can go on live and I don't, I don't worry about that sort of thing anymore. You are working with clients that, they say they want to create content, but when it comes down to it, it's not the easiest thing in the world. How do you get past that uncomfortable phase? That is a really great question. And I'm so glad you asked that. The main thing is trying to unpack whatever mindset roadblock they have that's stopping them from actually moving forward with showing their face or creating the content. Number one, it's clarity. What is it behind your business that you like? What do you really want to do? Why are you on social media? And then the second piece is, do you know who your target audience is? Bottom line, majority of my clients feel that lack of confidence because they really don't know how to talk to their ideal client. But once you realize how you should talk to them, it's like a conversation like me and you are having right now. You get on live or you create the content and you know who you're talking to. It just flows better. 
But we really have to get through those mindset roadblocks where whether it's you think that you have to be prim and proper when you turn on the live button. If you think you got to have your hair done, a nice haircut, whatever, your nails done. Listen, sometimes I'll, I'll admit to you, I've been on live before in a bonnet. Oh, okay. <laughs> And a bonnet. But you know what was the difference? The value was there. It didn't matter that I had a bonnet on. The value was there. The information that I was giving was way more important than that. And I wasn't focused on it and nobody else was too. So we have to figure out what's your what's your crux? What is the thing that's really holding you back? And then we work past that. Isn't it funny how like uh, early on it was all about having good quality camera and looking great and creating production value stuff. And yes. today it's like drastically changed. If I see something that's really high production value, I'm going to swipe past it because I know you're trying to sell me something. It's just an ad versus like when we find somebody literally on a skateboard cruising, drinking mm -hmm. his uh, cranberry juice, all of a sudden we're all like captivated by stuff like that. Yes. But it kind of throws that question of, what makes good content? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what makes good content is really what is good for your audience, for your ideal client. That's what is good content. It's connecting with them emotionally. It's making them feel something that they probably have been missing or they've been looking for. That's what makes good content. Also, entertaining. People love to laugh. People like to have fun. So when your content is educational and entertaining and inspirational, just like you said, the guy's on a skateboard with the cranberry, like he's riding around and he's just living his life, having a great time. People love that type of content. And I would say over the last two, three years, content has become more raw. It has become more uh, human based versus the pretty and the prim and having the high quality, like you said, the big production. Because now when I think big production, I'm like, hmm, what is it that they're really trying to sell me here? What is what's the what's the thing? But when yeah. I see someone get on live or they're putting out their content just being them, I connect better to them because I, I see them as as me. And that's what that's what makes good content. I can see you. I can see me and you. And a lot of people love to see that. And that's why they love my content, too, because I'm just real with it. I, I don't try to fake it for anybody. I just have fun with my content and I teach my clients to do the same. What about volume? Like we always hear about you need to post oh, three times a day on TikTok, four reels, 10 stories, like all this stuff about yeah. volume, volume, volume. What is the reason for having volume? And is that still really like criteria? That's listen, here's the thing. The more content you're putting out, of course, the more people are going to see it, the higher frequency, the higher reach. Right. But here's the thing. It is so hard for someone to keep up with someone like me. I'm posting maybe two or three times a day, different pieces of content. If that's not what you can do, I highly recommend you don't do it. It's going to go to what I actually teach in my programs, social media burnout. You don't want to have social media burnout. So what I what I suggest is find something that's consistent for you and do that because consistency means trust. And when your people can trust you, that's when they're more than likely to buy from you. So if you're saying you're going to go live every Sunday at, at 8.30, then you better be going live every Sunday at 8.30. If you're saying you're going to post three reels a week, then you better be posting those three reels a week. But yes, frequency does get you more reach, but still do what's best for you. At the end of the day, you have to take care of you as a person. All right. We're selling stuff. Let's face it. We're in business. The reason why we're creating content mm -hmm. is to do one of two things, build a list or sell some stuff. That's yep. essentially what we're really doing here, right? 
So if, if that's the, if that's the goal, how do I structure my content to get people to click and to give me their name, email, phone number? What's some stuff that, that my content must have in order for me to get that kind of reaction or that kind of response? Absolutely. So I, one of my primary platforms is Instagram. And I tell all my clients to make sure you have an optimized bio, like your, your page. Basically, it's a commercial. It's like a mini commercial. When someone comes over to your page, they're definitely wanting to make sure that they can get to know you before they even hit the follow button. So making sure you communicate who you are, what you do and how you help them, and then give them a call to action. People naturally want to be told what to do. A lot of us have alarms set for in the morning because we can't wake up on time. So we need something to tell us what to do. So a call to action, which is to click your link, um, click the link in your bio, schedule a free call, get your free item, whatever it is. Also having your highlights set up. Your highlights are just many snippets of your life, your business about you, your reviews, your testimonials. People go through that. So making sure you have your highlights set up is if you're on Instagram, as well as your feed content. This is this is the thing that's really going to allow people to say, I want to follow. I want to join your email list. Your feed content needs to be focused on your ideal client, your actual client. It's not about you. And I see that a lot. A lot of people put out content that's them focused when you need to do it client focused. So they want to see what's in it for them and definitely make sure you're, you're focusing on them. So content that's also letting them know, like, here's the mistakes you're making. Um, here's some facts about the industry. Um, here's some myths about the industry. Here's some tips for you. Like one of the things I love putting out is just different um, types of content that you can post for the week. Here's some content suggestions. The Why? Because my ideal client, their number one thing is I can never think of what to post on, on social mm -hmm. media. So here's some content suggestions. So definitely make sure your feed is saying, follow me and connect with me in my email. I love that. So let's talk about the, uh, how do I get them to stick around, right? Because coach, I'm, I'm making content. <laughs> I only get like two or three views. I, I take all this time and effort to write a script. I take all this time and effort to set up my camera, record, mm -hmm. edit. I post and it just flops. Like yes. that's really discouraging. So what can I do to make sure I get a little more reach, um, especially the first couple seconds of my videos? Yes. So I'm glad you mentioned that the first three seconds of your video is super important. And I'm going to give you guys an insider sneak peek. In my program, I teach what's called the, the theory of opposites. OK. And basically what you'll see a lot of times on people's reels and their posts is like, here are five mistakes that you are making. And it just sounds like, OK, five mistakes I'm making. But the theory of opposites is when you say something that's completely off the wall, people aren't expecting it and they're more likely to stick around. So here's what I would say. Um, I actually posted this on my page. Here's a re Here are five reasons you should buy followers. They were like, wait, hold on. What? Buy followers? Coach Rock, you <laughs> don't buy followers. And then as soon as the, that those three seconds passed by, I went in and I said, you really thought I was going to tell you to buy followers? Here's what you really need to do. And I broke down what it was that they need to do. So the, that opposite, it catches people's attention. It throws them off. Like you might say, here are five reasons you guys shouldn't start a podcast. Okay, everybody's saying start a podcast. And now you're telling me not to start a podcast? 
what's going on? So I love using that strategy to keep people's attention and to reach more. And then also just making sure you, you have that good hook in your in your actual caption, that good hook that reels them in. You present a problem, you agitate the problem, and then you offer what's called a solution. A solution could be something as simple as get my free item. Hashtags are not dead. Now, they don't have as much reach as they used to have maybe three or four years ago, but you should still have a hashtag set. And I like to tell everyone, use something that's target audience based, niche based, because that's going to get you more reach. And then using trending sounds for your reels. Yes, trending sounds. I also like to look at reels that have about 500 to maybe up, like almost to a thousand post already made because that lets me know those sounds are going to be trending pretty soon. But you can also download apps like Real Trends. That's with a Z, Real Trends. You can download Flick, which is a paid um, a paid hashtag app. It tells you which hashtags are on and popping. Or you can use something like Hashtag Stack, which is free. And it tells you, of course, what hashtags work really well. So definitely use those tools and you'll definitely get the reach on your Reels. Let's talk a little bit about the meat of the content. So you mm -hmm. said make them feel something. And when I when when people say that, I always go to Pixar movies, right? Disney Pixar movies. Yes. I think you can learn so much from a lot of those productions because really it's all about feelings, right? I mean, and, and I, I heard this on a on a TikTok myself and I thought it was freaking hilarious. Well, like, first, it's like, you know, uh, let's see what happens if toys have feelings. Let's see what happens if cars have feelings. Mm -hmm. All the way up to what happens if feelings have feelings. Like, they're literally taking all these things and they're making you feel something. What can yeah. we learn from, from Disney's Pixar's and how can we apply that sort of thing into our content? Here's the thing. Your, your content is appealing to real people. That's what we have to understand. This, this isn't fake people. These are real people trying to start a business, trying to make their business grow. Whatever it is, they have real things, real emotions. Once you tap into what those real issues are, those pain points, you can then put that into your content. My person, I might say something like, are you tired of sitting behind your computer for hours throughout the day trying to figure out what you're going to say on a post, trying to figure out what's the next thing that you should talk about? Right then and there, I'm tapping into their thoughts, what they're actually doing, the, the emotions behind it. And I'm actually tapping into, look, I have a solution for you. You don't have to do this. This is how you get people to feel stuff. I also love storytelling. Oh, my goodness. I love storytelling. When you can tell a story in your post, and I get it. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's a long post. And no. People love storytelling, just like in Pixar movies. They don't just go right into somebody is, you know, missing or killed or whatever. It's a, it builds up. It goes from the moment maybe they're at the lake and they're singing a song all the way to the middle where they, their parent, they might lose their parent or something. Right. It's the same thing in a social media post. You can use storytelling to really connect with people and build that emotion and show them that you have the solution for them. So that's that's definitely what I would suggest for anyone who's looking to to really convert um, with their captions. Oh, man, the image that came to my head was at uh, the movie Up, where they it's not even there's no words, no dialogue. You're just watching the story develop their love story. And then it tragically ends. Sorry, spoiler, but you know, they, they definitely right, make right. you feel something on that one. Um, what about 
time to post, right? You always hear about, and, and you can look at some of these analytics, especially when uh, you're, you're, you have some business profiles, whether it's TikTok or, or Instagram, you can look at some of your analytics when your people are online. Is there a specific time when you prefer to post or what kind of content you post at specific times? Absolutely. So that's a really great question. Um, so a lot of things we've been talking about is social media, but also with email. I like to send emails in in the hours of like maybe between nine and 11, because that's usually when people are at their phone, they're sitting down, they're probably checking their emails anyway. So that's a form of content too. So I, I like to send emails between 9am and 11am in the morning. That's when most people are getting them. Um, you can also send emails late at night too, usually nine to 11. And the reason why I like to do it late is because most people are sitting up in their bed and they're on their phone before they go to bed. So they're probably checking emails. They're probably on social media. Right. Um, oh, and yeah. so that's a good time to send con- um, send out emails and your content for people to be engaged. Now, when you're talking about social media, I, I love that you asked this question because people really get stuck on just the time to post. Really think about when your ideal client is online. If your serv- if your ideal client is a busy mom who works a nine to five, then more than likely she's probably not on social media early in the morning because she's getting the kids together. But maybe around lunchtime, she's on social media. Even after she gets the kids tucked into bed, she's probably on social media once she's winding down on the sofa or in her own bed. So if you're thinking about the content when you want to post, I would say think more so for your ideal client, but I'm going to give you guys a really insider secret. Just post the darn content. (laughs) Just post it. Because here's the thing. It's living and breathing on social media. It will get seen. That's the beauty of it. I will post a reel and probably two days later, next thing you know, I'm like, why is my phone blowing up? Because now people, it's reaching and it's going up. People are seeing it. They're liking it. So just post the darn content. Stop Stop using these things, and I, I have to say it, stop using things like time to post or consistency as a reason why you're not doing it. Develop what works for you and put out valuable and impactful content. Nike, baby, just do it. It's one of the best slogans out there. Yes. All right, let's talk about content specific for a platform. So, for example, um, you're you're always hearing about the battle between TikTok and Reels, right? There's this big duel going on. Yes. Don't post your Instagram Reels on TikTok, especially with the watermark. Don't take your TikToks and post them on Instagram. They'll they'll dial it down. Do I have to make content specific for each individual platform? And here's the other the the more specific question. Do I have to actually create the content in the platform or can I create it on like my Adobe Premiere Pro and then take it to the platform? That's a, oh, I love this question. Okay. Number one, Instagram does not like other people's platforms. So if you have a watermark from another platform on your video, you need to use something like SnapTick, which is another um, tool that can remove the watermark for you. So it doesn't matter if you make the video on, um, on Adobe or on TikTok. It just really matters about the quality of the video and if it does have any watermarks on it. So I would highly suggest, of course, making sure you remove the watermarks. Another tip I would give you is you want to make sure for Instagram that you have that nine by 16 measurement because it does show more favor 
for the full real, like it shows more favor for the full real view whenever it's, you know, whenever it's performing and reaching out to more people. So I would definitely make that suggestion. Now, here's the thing. You can make one video. I love using CapCut and I will make my video in CapCut. And then what I'll do is download it and then I'll just post it on Instagram and then I'll post it on TikTok. I'll also put it on Facebook, too, and YouTube shorts. It's the same video. But what I'm doing is, is I'm just repurposing to different platforms. You just want to make sure that the the specifics, like the specs of it actually matches that particular platform. And it's a high quality video. Instagram does not play about low quality. They don't like it. Um, the algorithm is totally against it. And TikTok as well. They're totally against the low quality. They want high quality videos performing on those platforms. So that is my suggestion. Um, just make sure. And even for Facebook, if you're posting uh, reposting reels onto Facebook, you want to make sure it does not have that watermark because Meta does not like it either for their reels too. So that would be my suggestion, of course. But I love using outside apps. Oops. Oh, sorry, Instagram. I cheat on you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just love using outside apps just because I can do more things like transitions and filters and things with words and like the, the captions on the video. I love using that. But as long as it's high quality and it fits the, the specs and it does not have that watermark, you're good to go. All right. What about third party posters, sendables and uh, repurpose IO and all these different places? Does it make a difference if you take your content piece and use one of those platforms to distribute your content versus you going to the platform itself and uploading them directly? That is a great question. And you're going to hear a mix of answers from a lot of different marketers. People, different experts will say, yes, post directly onto Instagram, Facebook. No, you can use a, a third party. But here's where, what I'm going to say. I prefer to use a Facebook Business Suite or Meta Business Suite to post my content because I know for a fact that they favor when you post on their platform. I love using that tool because it's a scheduler. And so I can go in and schedule my content and don't have to worry about posting it all the time as I'm, you know, walking around like, oh, I forgot to post today. Um, but I understand how hard that can be when you when you're on different platforms. So if you're using those those schedulers, continue to use them. As long as you're putting out good quality content, that is not going to make a difference. And then one thing that Instagram is doing along like Meta is doing, they're making it making it easier for you to use third party platforms to use, uh, post your content. So a lot of those restrictions or a lot of those uh, myths are going away as they're making it easier for you to use those third party apps to post your content. All right. And One more fact here. Check fact check me. They love the the new APIs on these third party um on these third party applications. So in my experience so far, every time, well, okay, here's the here's the next question, right? What about using uh, virtual assistants to help with editing and help with posting? Because in my experience uh, so far, when I use a third party like that, like a virtual assistant, when and and that content gets posted, it doesn't get as much traction as when I create and post it directly to the platforms. Do you have any experience with that? I have. Um, and we just hired on a new VA in our company as well in Rock Your Content Academy. And so she's helping us with, of course, being more putting out more content, being more visible. Right. And so one of the things that we notice is when she posts content compared to when I post content, um, it doesn't get as much reach. And I, first, 
first few days, I was like, hold on now, what's going on? And so I asked her, I'm like, what are you using to post the content? And so she was using a, um, a third party scheduler. So what I did and, and I listen, this is for each business owner, for each of your own. She we created just like a login. We have a login that she can log into my account. And now she's posting from my account. And now my reach is back the same. So when I was when she was using uh, later and that's what she uses for all of her clients. But we worked out. I said, I want you to use my login. It's not like I got anything crazy going on, but I need you to use it because my reach matters to me and making sure that the right people are seeing my content. Um, and so we we just recalibrated and did it that way instead. But I, I noticed it as well. And I just say, do what works best for you and your people. Perfect. Cause yeah, I was noticing that. I was like, hmm, that might be a little something. All right, last question. Uh, you kind of mentioned it, but I want to know uh, a little more important to that. How important is it to have captions, subtitles? You see the Gary V's, the Alex Ramoses, you see these big guys and they have some cool looking captions. Sometimes it's got some little sound effects added to there. How important is it to have those words popping up on the screen? It is super important, guys. And let me tell you why. A lot of people on Instagram, they're laying in bed at night next to their spouses or girlfriends or they have the babies in the bed with them and they're watching content on mute. You mm. can look it up. Majority of people are watching videos on mute and they love to have the subtitles on. I want you all to even think about your Netflix. Think about your Amazon Prime. Do you have captions turned on? I know I do. And it's not because I just like to read it. But sometimes I might be tuned out where I don't hear it, but I read it and I'm still connected. It's yep. the same way for social media. So it's super important to make sure you have those captions on. And I love when people are creative with their captions and they actually use Use things like the cap cut or the in shot, or they get creative even within the Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, and the apps and use their different tools that they have to get creative. But yes, turn those captions on because majority of people are actually watching your content on mute. Absolutely. Man, 30 minutes has gone by. Nothing <laughs> but gems and fire coming from Coach Rocky. Thank yes. you very much for coming on the show. Before we head out, if people want to work with you, they're like, this girl knows her stuff. And I mean, I'm just going to drop it on the, street, on the screen here. Coach Rocky knows her shit. How do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Absolutely. You guys make sure you're definitely following me on Instagram. And before you even pay for anything that I have, make sure you get my free content. One of the things that I have is a free 14 day go live guide. It's a training and a challenge. Basically, I'm training you on how you can use the live function to convert your followers into actual paying clients. So it's 14 days of content. It's free. So I always tell people, grab my free stuff first. Okay. Like I get, everybody wants us, you to buy, but there's so much value in the free stuff. So definitely connect with my free stuff, but you can always schedule a free call with me. If you're ready to move forward with your business as well, coach Rocky knows our shit on Instagram and everywhere else as coach Rocky. Boom. All right, coach. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I got one last, uh, very selfish question. I'm <laughs> sure you do podcasts all the time. You do content creation with a lot of different people. What was your experience like on the business bros? Oh my goodness. So I'm not even fronting with you. I'm about to tell you the truth. 
you guys are so, your whole system is set up so well from the text messages to the emails like i'm sitting up here thinking to myself because i want to start a podcast i'm like darn i have to make sure i have text messages set up i have to make sure i have these little pieces of things that i'm i'm offering um and i'm just gonna throw this out here yes i'm getting the the the, the content um from you guys with the videos because i want to use it for marketing right I love that. I just love the communication. And I think it's just the experience, the customer experience. I am your customer coming on your, your podcast. And so I just appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys too. Well, it makes it easy when you got fired guests like yourself. So thank you very much for coming thank on the show. You. Ladies and gents, one more time. Coach, uh, by the way, her email, info at Rocky, uh, Rocky Your Content. Oh, sorry. RockYourContentAcademy.com. <laughs> Website scrolling across the bottom as well, rockyourcontentacademy.com. And make sure to follow her on social at Coach Rocky Knows Her Shit. And that's the why, because the social platforms won't like it otherwise. So make sure you guys go out there and follow Coach Rocky. Thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that you get behind the camera. It's time that you get behind the microphone. It's just time that you start making some content. If you're not and you're in business, you're invisible. You're getting left behind. People are looking for you. You got good stuff. You do great work, but nobody knows unless you're out there sharing it with people. So start making some content ASAP. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks a lot, Coach Rock, for being on the show. Peace, and we're out. Thank you. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.